Hi, welcome to today's program. This is Kennedy with Living on God's Word. Today, we're going to be reading Acts chapter 9 from the Jesus Bible and NIV edition. Review key takeaways and end our session with a prayer. Saul's conversion. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether man or woman, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I'm Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound, but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. In Damascus there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called him in a vision, Ananias. Yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, Go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. In a vision he was seeing a man named Ananias come and place his hand on him to restore his sight. Lord, Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your holy people in Jerusalem, and he has come here with authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it, placing his hands on Saul. He said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he could see again. He got up and was baptized, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. Saul in Damascus and Jerusalem. Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus. At once he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. All those who heard him were astonished and asked, Isn't he the man who raised havoc in Jerusalem among those who call on this name? And hasn't he come here to take them as prisoners to the chief priests? Yet Saul grew more and more powerful and baffled the Jews living in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Messiah. As the many days had gone by, there was a conspiracy among the Jews to kill him. But Saul learned of their plan. Day and night, they kept close watch on the city gates in order to kill him. But his followers took him by night and lowered him in a basket through an opening in the wall. When he came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him, not believing that he really was the disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. He told them how Saul on his journey had seen the Lord, that the Lord had spoken to him, and how in Damascus he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. So Saul stayed with them and moved about freely in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. He talked and debated with the Hellenistic Jews, but they tried to kill him. When the believers learned of this, they took him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus. Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria, 
enjoyed a time of peace and was strengthened, living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the Holy Spirit, it increased in numbers. Ananias and Dorcas. As Peter traveled about the country, he went to visit the Lord's people who lived in Lydda. Then he found a man named Ananias, who was paralyzed and had been bedridden for eight years. Ananias, Peter said to him, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and roll up your mat. Immediately Ananias got up. All those who lived in Lydda and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. In Joppa, there was a disciple named Tabitha. In Greek, her name is Dorcas. And she was always doing good and helping the poor. About that time, she became sick and died, and her body was washed and placed in an upstairs room. Lydda was near Joppa. So when the disciples heard that Peter was in Lydda, they sent two men to him and urged him, Please, come at once. Peter went to them, and when he arrived, he was taken upstairs to the room. All the widows stood around him, crying and showing him the robes and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was still with him. Peter sent them all out of the room. Then he got down on his knees and prayed. Turning toward the dead woman, he said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, she sat up. He took her by the hand and helped her to her feet. Then he called for the believers, especially the widows, and presented her to them alive. This became known all over Joppa, and many people believed in the Lord. Peter stayed in Joppa for some time with a tanner named Sam. This is the end of Acts chapter 9. So here in this Act chapter 9, we see an incredible event. We see the conversion of Saul, a persecutor of the church, turned now into one of his leaders. Saul then goes to Damascus and Jerusalem, and um, there he starts to preach to everyone. And at first they don't believe him, but eventually even after trying killing him, they start to believe that he really is chosen by God. And then we see Ananias and Dorcas. Um, and we see actually Peter resuscitating Tabitha after being dead. So let us pray. Father, thank you again for your love and your kindness. Thank you for forgiving us. And Lord, thank you for giving up your only son, your most precious, precious possession. The Lord gave His Son so that we could be forgiven and our sins could be washed away. Let us not waste this precious gift. Let us be worthy of it, Father. Let the Holy Spirit inspire us to be better people. Again, to respond to others with kindness, to see people's actions and see them for what they are. Sometimes, a sign of weakness, a sign of a call for help, people struggling, trying to figure out who they are, sometimes just looking after themselves, unintentionally hurting us, or sometimes intentionally, because they believe that's in their best intention. Let us take a step back and then respond, not to the actions, but respond to that person as our brother and sister, someone that we care for. Let us respond to them with loving thoughts and loving actions. Let's always be strong in our statement, in our path, in our resolution, in our resolve. Let us be strong that we are God's messenger, God's people. And so the Holy Spirit should be our armor, our protector, and our ambassador who speaks to others. Lord, we love you. 
We miss you. We pray. We worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. This concludes today's reading interpretation of Acts chapter 9. We hope that you join us again tomorrow. God bless you. This is Kennedy, your brother in Christ, always.